0: <laughs> There's a,
1: a, an introduction that being that you're slightly shy might make you a little uncomfortable.
0: Great, I'll look at my fist. About you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go.
2: Mm-hmm. Extraordinary.
1: Extraordinary Alien podcast with Teresa Livingston. I am Teresa Livingston. Thank you so much for showing up. I I love you for doing so. Extraordinary. When you Google the word, the Cambridge English Dictionary describes the word as very unusual and special, different in type and greater in degree than the usual or the ordinary. And then right beside that description of the word extraordinary, there's a little photo and it's of this Lovely young woman who's sitting <laughs> right across the table from me. She's today's extra, extraordinary guest. Extra, extra, extraordinary guest. I cannot tell you how excited I am to have her on the show, and so I won't. Allow me instead to introduce her to you a little so that we can get all that resume bullshit out of the way, and then she and I can just sit, and we can talk, and you can fall in love with her. Sound good? Mm-hmm. May I just start by saying that if it were possible and if I could, let's say, buy myself a fake acting resume, you know, to get into showbiz, much like I used to buy a fake ID so I could get myself into City Rower's nightclub in Brisbane,
0: what? Nice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Then the resume I would order would be hers. It tells of a well-rounded acting career, succeeding immediately across all acting modalities, television, feature films, theatre, highbrow drama, situation comedy, stunts even Mm. lately. Her resume is also backed with a bunch of award nominations, international success and peer recognition. On paper, it proves that today's guest is nothing short of extraordinary. This special woman went to NIDA, National Institute of Dramatic Art in Sydney, to study musical theatre. Just Ooh, for one year. Love it. Still,
0: <laughs> so more many, years than me. So many journals say that I'm NIDA trained. I'm like, oh, you know. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Just live. live Open it. program. Yeah, sure.
1: Because then she graduated from the Actors' Centre in 2011. Correct. Now, this means, 2011, that between now and then, which is just a mere eight years, all of this happened. Her very first professional job, are you wringing your hands right now? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> yes. I just don't
0: want you to work out that I didn't pay for it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't read it out. It's okay. <laughs> I've got to read it so everyone knows how extraordinary you are. Okay, fine. So
1: they know why the hell we're listening to us talk. Okay. Her very first professional job is with the highly esteemed Sydney Theatre Company in a tiny little obscure play called Pygmalion. Two years after graduating, she's on Broadway, like the, the, the Broadway, on, on Broadway, performing Peter Pan, playing the role of Tinkerbell, (coughs) Tinkerbell, (laughs) at the Victory Theatre in New York City, for Pete's sake. Well, (laughs) it's probably Peter Pan's sake, really.
0: Oh, nice. Shit joke. Did you see what she did? There's
1: so many more to come. (laughs) In her homeland of Australia, she's worked on a dozen, or maybe even more, TV comedies and dramas. Big hit shows like Janet King, Rake, No Activity, The Other Guy, just a few to name. And then she played this cracking role of Patricia in the not-so-little show Love Child. There you go. I just gave it away to every single Australian audience listening. They're like,
0: (laughs) oh, I know who it is. Good.
1: (laughs) This role won her more than a few nominations of uh, Logie Awards of Actor. That's the Australian Cinema and Television Award. Most outstanding supporting actress and most popular new talent. So clearly, straight out the gate, she's got the goods. Her professional stage career has been far from shabby, too. She's been nominated twice for the coveted Sydney Theatre Award for Best Actress in two, count them, two separate main stage leading roles. One of which she won, crowd goes well, yeah. when she played young woman, aka that murderous Ruth Snyder, mm. in Sophie Treadwell's classic play Machinal. Mm. also for the Sydney Theatre Company. Now, her feature films have also opened the Sydney uh, Sydney Film Festival and screened at the much-celebrated Sundance Film Festival. Never heard of it? Yes, you have. Everybody has. Such great honours for an actor. Now, just to really bring this home, her most recent air-punching moments have been to create the fascinating lead role of Cassie Bedford in the NBC show The In-Between, which is really good. And she plays Elizabeth Moss's sister, Mm. Uh huh. In Lee Winnell's upcoming masterpiece, The Horrified 2020 Remake of The Invisible Man for Universal Studios. I mean, how about that resume? Just drop all your mics. <laughs> Just drop them all. Good Lord. Good Lord. <laughs> She's embarrassed. She's red. Like I said, on paper, this proves that today's guest is nothing short of extraordinary. But to meet her. Or to get to know her in person, as I have just begun to have the pleasure to do, then you you very quickly come to understand just how effortlessly she exemplifies the true meaning of the word. She's one of the most beautiful, unassuming, kind, funny... Gentle, generous, and totally laid back women you'll ever meet. Mm. I think she's extraordinary. Fairly certain you will too. Please make very welcome Australian's own Harriet Dyer. Thank you. <laughs> that
0: was quite the intro.
1: <laughs> but can you sing? Yeah, yeah. Oh!
0: There's a bit of that. Oh, damn it. I mean, I'm fucked. Now what? going <laughs> doesn't get out. You can do
1: everything. Lovely. Have you ever done a musical theatre then?
0: Have um, you been the lead singer too? I have done, have I done music theatre? I did a lot of it growing up. We um, grew up in Townsville and there was... uh,
1: Townsville. Townsville. Hello.
0: And um, yeah, I grew up doing lots of musicals and then I've never done anything professionally in the music theatre world, but I'd really, 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 really really like to. It's just a matter of, you know, the shows that we go to see, it's such a commitment, you know, people sign two, three years of their lives away for this. So the 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 kind of perfect idea would be like a Sydney Theatre Company or like a Belvoir did a six-week run of something and then that would be, you know, that would be the, the best thing for me right now. But until then, it's a lot of shower, shower yeah. singing and <laughs> I don't know, I sing it kind of everywhere. What, are you
1: big Broadway-like show tune kind yeah, of singing? Yeah, I
0: try. I mean, I do a bit of everything, but yeah. I kind of, I grew up, thinking i might do do that
1: musical That's, theater or singing well Both. no
0: music well actually my backup plan was to do jazz at Ooh. um uq in brisbane i was gonna do a bachelor of jazz performance but my theory what? wasn't good enough what do you and, mean <laughs> well they you have to do this very intense theory test written tests about you know quavers and you know mm. music keys and shit like that yeah and they were really happy with the the audition I did where I sung and whatever but they said you have to do six months of kind of theory and I kept looking at all these little moments like well that's a roadblock you know I do I want it enough to do it to do it and so but I thought it was kind of a safer option than going to do music theater or acting because I've got an auntie who's a jazz singer so Mm. I grew up kind of watching that actually be able to pay for things so I thought and then when the theory thing came up I thought well no I'll let it go and and then I went on to audition for this NIDA short course. What was a one year thing called Singer, Dancer, Actor? So you have got commitment issues. You can't do longer than
2: six months. Already.
0: Well, I kind of just thought, do I want it enough? You yeah, know, God. like if I don't want to do six months of theory, then it's not my passion. No. Like if I had to do six months of acting theory, though, I don't think it would be a problem. Yeah. So you've I think that more was than a that sign. By now. Yeah. You know. Yep. So no other actors in your
1: family, but definitely singers?
0: No actors, but music. Music is quite oh, music. coming down my dad's line. There's a lot of music. A lot of uh, like, um, yeah, my auntie's a professional singer. She's married to a bass player. My dad plays in in bands in Townsville. Actually, I think they're number one and two on the Triple J Unearthed Roots <gasps> charts right now. My dad? dad's band. What's your dad's band called? <laughs>
2: What is a it?
0: Shout out. Astronaut launch party. <laughs> no way. ALP. Yeah. Astronaut pretty cute. launch party. Dad, play, Dad plays the bass. Yeah. And does he sing too? Oh, yeah, he does a bit of harmony, but there's a, there's a front man. Okay. You know, that's his bit. Gosh, he sounds but like a extraordinary great. alien. Yeah, he's pretty fun. Yeah, <laughs> so there's been a lot of music and creativity, mm. and we grew up doing singing, dancing and acting and playing piano and so... We were never short of uh, creativity and no. mess in the household. Like, Love mess. Yeah. So I kind of come from stock that gets it, but it's not fully yeah. entrenched. I mean, it'd be very hard to be actors in for. Although my dad's done lots of plays. My mum isn't an actor, but she's just a highly theatrical person. <laughs> <laughs> is, is
1: Great. Townsville
0: players? Um, yeah, there's a couple. Yeah. There's called like, there's Theatre Inc. I-N-Q. What? Theatre Inc. Fancy. In North Queensland. Um, they're really amazing. They do. Oh, I just made fun of the name, but I didn't mean to. They're absolutely incredible. and It is spelled I-N-Q. Yeah, it's good. It's smart. <laughs> but <laughs> the uh, they have a, a couple of kind of troops up there as well. There's, uh, there's two kind of dueling musical theatre companies, which are quite fun. But it really has a great breeding ground there for mm. talent. There's a lot of kids that are kind of in Whopper and and now that are from Townsville because it, it it kind of people think it's maybe a bit backward in terms of culturally because you'd never hear hear about it. But yeah. but there's a really alive and thriving theatre scene there. Like we'd play I'd do these musicals with these companies and you don't get paid anything. It's all just for fun and you're fifteen and you're loving it. But yeah. It seats, the Town Specific Theatre seats like 850 people and it's full wow. for two weeks. Wow. And that's where you learn your stuff. Oh my In gosh. front of real paying audiences. This is not schools. This no. is a separate program completely. Yeah. It's just a, like a community theatre. Wow. But they just do it really well up there. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you've got good jeans then. You've got good stock. I guess so. I remember I saw my dad he was doing like a box step in the chorus of Oklahoma when (laughs) I was about seven or maybe younger and I just was entranced. By a box step. By this like my dad in like a (laughs) flannelette shirt going yeehaw and doing a box step with all these other kind of, I don't know, chemistry teachers (laughs) and pathologists just (laughs) (laughs) putting their effort into something that's just not their family, it's not their job. Kind of just blew my mind that yeah, right. People do that with such commitment for fun, that but also fun. it's mostly for the adults. I found like there wasn't many kid roles. They're really just doing it for themselves. I mean, they put Annie on though. Not doing it for the kids. No, no, it's just for them. <laughs> but they did put. They started putting on shows. You know, every every year there'd did be you one. Say four Annie? kids. Yeah. Uh-uh. Well, my this is what Who's got us started. Annie? My sister played Annie, okay. and I played Molly, her little oh. sidekick, and that was. I remember um, auditions were coming up and dad was going for something as per usual. Cause oh it sounds God, like he's got a second them. family or something. He doesn't. He just loves musicals
2: <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> um, mm. But
0: he, he kind of sat me and my sister down before the auditions. I was six and my sister was eight. I said, now, don't get your hopes up. There are a lot of kids in this town, a lot of talented little girls, and I just don't want you to be disappointed. And we were like, okay. Thanks dad. Yep, yeah, good pep talk. And then we got the two like big roles. Fantastic. <laughs> what a coup. It was pretty it was pretty amazing. And I just I'll never forget watching my sister just kill it. Kill it. She killed it.
1: Oh, my gosh. And how, what's your relationship like now?
0: Great. Does she still act? Does she still do the theatre? She does some acting. I think her sights are mostly set on writing and directing right now. Mm-hmm. She's about to – she's got a bunch of funding in Australia and she's currently about to start shooting something called Blood Sisters, which sounds incredibly exciting. And she's got lots of funding in Australia and lots of people that are kind of backing her. But um, you, I think you put yourself – some people put themselves right in the right place at the right time and some people have to work out where that is, you know? Right. I don't know if it's luck, but she's worked really, really hard and it's just kind of coming together now. Right. So whenever it happens for her, it'll happen and it'll be brilliant. Like, yeah, I can't wait to see what she does. Oh, I Yeah. Love that. But um, yeah, she's going to shoot something soon. So let's
1: talk about that in regards to you then. Because from an outsider's point of view, I mean, it does seem like your trajectory has been, you know, just like one step, two step. Do you feel like it's been that kind of fluid for you? Like you've been in the right place at the right time. Obviously, there's a bit of luck, but you're exceptionally talented. But do you feel like it's just been very organic or have you really schemed your way into how to make it turn out like this?
0: Um... That's an interesting question. I certainly don't hold and en- hold on to anything too tightly, like mm. whether it be an audition or whether something will be picked up. I it's the most zen part of my existence is yeah. is actually my career in a way. Good I, God. Right? I, I worry about everything <laughs> else. Every time my boyfriend calls, I think he's calling to say something oh bad. My like God. You know, it's just, I think, why is he calling? Every time my mum calls, mum called the other day, I was like, oh, great, someone's dead. Like, I'm a warrior, massive, oh. W-O, <laughs> <not> <laughs> W-A. Maybe I'm a, uh, that'll come. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but in terms of the jobs and I kind of just, my grandma said to me when I was really young and it wasn't even about acting, but uh. she said, what is for you won't go past you. Yeah, And it's like that tattooed on my brain. Right. Because you can say that stuff to yourself and really try and believe it, like fate, whatever. But she must have said it at just the right time. Cellular transformation. Pretty brilliant. And so I honestly, I just, I rarely shed a tear if something doesn't happen Mm. or if it doesn't work out. I just, I've just been letting it trip out. But I also believe in. People, and I believe that you need a certain amount of people in your life that you come across and that meet you that have to believe in you. Yep. Because you can't do it alone. We can't do it. We're not islands. It's Whether it's your reps or a drama teacher or um, a casting director, you have to remember that it is a personal industry that we work in. And if you can make people believe in you, I think that goes a long way. It's that, hard to make people believe in you. That's just something that that's is... That's true, actually. A, you can't go, hello, believe in me. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please. Yeah, that's true. You can't. I just... I don't know. I struggled. you had that. I think so. Like, I noticed it when I did Actors Centre. I did this two-and-a-half-year course, and there was this particular Russian play that we were doing that came up, and this particular director, Joseph... I thought you said play.
1: Russian play. I was
0: like, jeez, that sounds like a trudge. No, Russian Russian, Russian play. It was a Gorky.
2: Also... I tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: was a gawky play, and this lovely guy who worked with us a lot called Joseph Ushatel put me in the big main role, right? Uh-huh. And that made a lot of kind of classmates a bit snippy. Mm. And it was this matriarchal role, like I played some sixty-five-year-old woman, but. I kind of thought, how is this going to happen? And why did he give it to me? And it was it was that moment I remember that I stood up into some sort of power in my class, I in my own power, you know, people came to that show. And that was like the first moment that it was like, oh, that's a grad that's coming out in a year. Keep an eye on her. And then I signed with my agent Trent at RGM and he, you know, believed in me. Like there's just these moments in time where yeah. I think people see you and believe in you and without them... You can't have a a flowy career. I don't think. That was the first time you knew
1: or felt that you might have been good.
0: I think I knew. It was like a secret (laughs) I had. I'm like, Secrets out, babes. I was kind (laughs) of like, I think I'm okay
1: at this. It's great.
0: But I never wanted to say it out loud. Sure. Like I remember my first. Sorry, there's
1: flies in here. That's <laughs> okay. Why yeah,
0: there's it's like does a fly in the studio.
1: It's super no, weird. No, it's good.
0: We should have like hats with corks on them. <laughs> said that to Sarah's belay. like,
1: <laughs> so much Australiana around here. Like It's
0: great. He bought
1: the flies. Like great.
0: No, I like it. It was good.
1: <laughs> so Australian. The, um,
0: yeah, the, the first Friday of my first year at Actor Center, I, we were all going out for a drink afterwards. Yeah. And I followed this girl up there. The stairs at the Shakespeare Hotel in Surrey Hills. Oh, people know it. Um, <laughs> and she said something like, Oh, I'm gonna remember this week forever, and I've got to remember it or something, and mention it in my Oscars speech. And I was following her up this very small staircase, and I tripped and fell. Like,
1: <laughs> you were like, mm. I
0: was so it's not that she wasn't talented, it's that this huge vocal belief in herself just completely floored me because it's something I just would never have thought to say I would never say now it's just been my my way to just just hold on to my hopes like a really really private thing right it's crazy because the law
1: of attraction like loud statements are encouraged you know it's it's like you work on a different set of laws almost like you're you're destined in some way
0: well I don't know what it is I mean I just some people uh yeah they kind of manifest things or what have you and I I think I quietly hope for things but yeah I've had to learn to start saying what I think I want to do I've had to learn to start um owning self-worth and um
1: we had this conversation once. And I saw uh, how
0: uncomfortable it made you. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's just a North Queensland woman. You're not supposed to. I'm North Queensland. Right? You're just not supposed to stick out, though.
2: <laughs> it might be an Australian thing, so I felt like that. It,
0: it is very opinion. Australian. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's. Uh, it was a, a rude shock moving here yes. and realizing that largely meetings are just saying how good you are. Right god that was like stressful It kind of it, it just was stressful getting into your car or the uber afterwards feel like you need a shower because you yeah. just told someone that you were awesome yeah, for yeah, 40 tickets minutes are
1: flying out the door
0: yeah and so it's been something that you're learning i mean, i think everyone needs to find a balance between um but you know i don't know a healthy sense of what you want to do, but without boring people about it. Uh (laughs) (laughs) It's a good point. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of flowed nicely. I do think some – I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know what's next. Stay where you are. It's
1: a good swim you're in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No flow, no go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Great. Tattoo that. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, Grandma. Put it on my head. (laughs) So let's talk about that because I find it really fascinating, the amount of, you know – Australians, but other from other countries too. But Australians, because we know how many have come to pilot season in America yeah. and come to pilot season in America and come to pilot season, yeah, yeah, and nothing's ever happened.
0: Yeah, you know. I'm annoying to those people. I mean,
1: I'm also including myself, me. and you're so annoying. I know. <laughs> annoying she comes for one pilot season and lands an N- the lead
0: in an nbc show it's i mean, just annoying what? That's <laughs> actual fuck i know i told someone that and they went no that doesn't happen and i it said it doesn't well, happen yeah I, yeah i don't know actually i used to think that about jessica Murray, like she came over once and got that magic city thing and yeah. i thought oh well, thanks thanks jess <laughs> great annoying
1: no i'm annoying no, but you know so then what happens? You book it and just for it, because mm. if, if someone's at home, right, some Australian, young Australian girl who's just like you in Townsville down there watching your dad at the bloody <laughs> Ari play with his band, like, and they're dreaming and looking at you going, she's so fucking annoying because she booked a role. What happens then, like, when you when you land that? What can people expect? Like, what's the American machine like, especially compared to Australia? It must be quite.
0: Yeah, I honestly think uh, I-, I was very nervous, I in had your audition or after? Oh, all, all, Everything. the whole time. <laughs> the I mean, we shot the pilot in March, uh, as you do. Yeah, And we didn't sh- start shooting the seas- uh, the series until October. So uh. there was this kind of six months where I knew I had this big thing coming, but I didn't have anything to do. And you'd think that I would kind of mentally or physically or whatever prepare in that time, but I seemed to have, I don't know, did it. Because you didn't know if it was going to be picked up or not. No, I did. At you that didn't. point, they were
1: writing what, it. What, Immediately.
0: Oh, no, we knew in um May. Okay. That's quick. Yeah. So May, but there was still five months there. That's fair. That I could have, I don't know, lost six kilos, <laughs> perfected the accent, but I just kind of went, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm just going to wait. Like, I just yep. waited. Uh, and then I went, fuck, fuck, it's October 1st. Fuck. my. Fuck! (laughs) I should have. Oh, I should have got a facial. Yes, at least I should have sorted sorted some of this bullshit out. Oh my god! But I didn't. Um. Anyway, and the whole time we shot that pilot, and then again, it it dissipated a little once we were shooting the season series. But what did this feeling? I'm coming to it. Gotcha. But in March, especially, I every time the phone rang, I was like, Ah, great! I'm fired. I'm fired. Oh yeah, they made this huge mistake. So I have this really hefty imposter sy- syndrome. Yep, hefty. Um, but they didn't fire me. And then come like December, I realised that I was doing a good job and that people valued me, and I I started to relax. But in terms of in terms of the job itself, I think I think. It, it was a great thing to do. I don't think it's going again. You don't? No, my, my option wasn't picked up. Damn. I can't officially say it got cancelled because they haven't cancelled it. But, right. But, you know, I could move to Romania and shave my head right the now. The ratings like, weren't good though? They were good. They just, um, there. it was that classic thing where they changed hands upstairs. That's right, they did too. It happens, it right? Happens.
1: <sighs> bugger, bugger. That's what happened to Will's show too on ABC. Yes. That's right. Same time,
0: same thing. Yeah, like the the dude that used to run NBC, Bob Greenblatt, uh, just loved the Harriet, yeah. loved the show. <laughs> and then these other two guys came in, which I'm, I'm sure they're great at their job, uh, but they didn't really care.
1: They had their own shows. They yeah, loved they had the other Stephanie. Yeah, they loved Stephanie. Yeah, she's on her way. She's great.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steph's good. We like her. Uh, <laughs> and then so... It wasn't that the ratings weren't good or that people didn't like it. Like, I was overwhelmed when it premiered with the amount of people that were saying positive things on Twitter. Yeah. I was, like, drinking champagne with my boyfriend and going, oh, my God, whom we love. And it was, like, um, three hours earlier in New York, right? And so I got on Twitter three hours before it was coming. I'm like, oh, my God, what are they saying? And it was all positive. Oh, thank God. And I thought, what the fuck is going on here? I thought people got on Twitter to be really mean. Sure. But they were really nice. So... The uh, ratings were fine; they weren't terrible, but the point is they th- threw it on like a Wednesday at ten p.m. and with no, we didn't have any billboard, nothing. No, I never saw one. So they kind of like went, "Hey, baby, good luck. Can you swim?" <laughs> yeah, and threw us in a pool, and they did, and, and we did. swam, but they went, "Well, <laughs> good job. We're still not probably go you." Well, I like the content a lot. I think it could it could have been a it could have been a really good one for um. The people that like those shows, like The Ghost Whisperer and Medium, went for seven seasons. For sure. And this was as good as them. It's yeah. just that they didn't um, – you need to be backed by the network. Of and course. unfortunately, someone just went, not that one. Right. And I get it, and that's fine. But um, it it was interesting. It, it was good for me in the sense that um, it told me that I was employable here. Hell yeah. But I certainly feel like ah! it took me back a little bit, like – I suddenly cared about uh, angles. Right. You know, and I think I had that imposter thing that I'm talking about. I yeah. never saw myself as the lead in a network show, and there were, you know, just stereotypically very, very beautiful kind of coat hangers. And so I think I was. You've the seen whole yourself time. on screen, though. <laughs> Thank, Have know. you? Ah, help. <laughs> 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 oh, goodness. Well,. Anyway, I didn't. um, Moving on. I just think I thought too much about, I wasn't, I don't know if I brought my true authenticity to it. And Mm. I think that's probably what got me the role, like was Mm. that I was authentic. And then come shooting, I was a bit like, well, I'm just going to stand like this and be breathy. So, and I feel like I kind of, I'm going to do better next time. See, I love this conversation because I think this is all part of the,
1: you know, the toolkit that we all need to understand because there's plenty of times, you know, I say be prepared because yeah. when you prepare the opportunity, be prepared when the opportunity comes. Mm-hmm. This is all part of that stuff. And it's so hard. If you don't know, you don't know. Like where's someone who's saying you need to understand that when you get thrust into this kind of situation that there's a whole other slew of situ- of stuff that yeah. you never even considered
0: and also your all of this data that you've collated over 30 years of living mm. and all the things that you know people at school said to you and all the things that you've mm. heard your mum say like what they say just no, I just mean things that make you who you are right yeah when you're thrust in a situation that you've never planned to be in right. it's like it really shines a light on who am i and what do I think of myself and others? So, if you didn't plan to do it, why come to America? I just didn't think I would. I just, <laughs> I just <laughs> like throw your hat in the ring and see what happens. As it happens. Yeah. Mm. Or I thought I'd do comedy. Like, I mean, that's what me and my manager would talk. My man, my manager and I were talking Cause about. Because you're
1: fresh off Stevie in fresh the other guy. Fresh and the a other guy. Australian show on Stan.
0: But also, I like it, and yeah. And I thought, oh, I'll do something. Yeah. I'll try and do something in that realm but as we know that in pilot season the dramas cast first yes and so just as the comedy auditions were coming out I, I took myself out, the, out of the market yeah which was the, I gotta say that was the best feeling not that I got a job but that I didn't have to audition anymore for it's a, a tough while. oh god yeah I'd done 12 auditions that yeah. week it, yeah and so I just went, i got a job, but mostly I don't have to do that casting tomorrow. Right.
1: So in Australia, if people don't know, if you're if you not an actor and you're not quite sure what the hell goes on with this, mm. in Australia, comparatively speaking, how many auditions would you do in a week?
0: Oh, point 0.2. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh. I mean,
1: if you're lucky, on the high end, you'll be doing one. If you're not, you might get one every six months. Oh, my God, yeah. Here in pilot like, season, you mm. can do six a day. You could do six in a day. No you one does
2: six in a day dance.
1: Back back in the day there was back an awful in the day life. they
0: might have. Will.
2: Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, like Oh, when I say I did twelve in that week, I think six of them were self tapes. But they're yeah. even more fucking annoying. Yes, yeah, like getting the leaf blowers next door to stop. <laughs> Those leaf blowers, yep. my God. They are they're just super popular here. <sighs> They're like the rats of the audio world. They're Ooh, just like everywhere. And even on like a Sunday. Yeah.
1: Anyway, you can't so, pick it.
0: Yeah. And they take like four hours out of your life because you've got to upload For sure. them, you gotta light like them, you gotta blah. Like I would prefer to go in and meet someone, but then you get to choose your fancy nice takes and the ones where you have a good chin. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: have a bit of directorial. Yeah, you can <laughs> agency. like you can warm yourself up if you look
0: dead, that kind of stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
1: This is a very personal note, but I re- I like the content of the show because oh you've ghosty had any ones. experiences.
0: Look, I always thought that I was kind of um, like a dead, like dead <laughs> <laughs> in terms of spiritual <laughs> energy. Yep. I thought oh, you know, people, other people feel that yummy stuff. I just feel, feel like I wasn't open to it. And my mum and my sister were obsessed with it. You know, yeah. if we were in a shopping center and there was a tarot card or a palm reader or something, I would stand outside and hold their bags Ah. while they went in there and paid 40 bucks to hear that they're actually a a dog in a past life (laughs) or something. And I kind of – I always loved them for that, but I thought it wasn't my bag. And also what I'm starting to work out with my therapist (laughs) is that there's only so much space in a family. And if two people are zealous – like a zealots about it i can't fit i can't there's no room so i'll hold back. like you just you bend in shape around the people around you and then you've got to work out what that means later yeah but i didn't think i was emotionally open because they were so open right so then i met this lady at an nbc event who had seen the pilot and She worked for NBC and she came up to me and she said, I just wanted to say you did a great job. And I said, oh, thank you. And she said, because I am a medium and I thought you portrayed us really well. And she said, but I guess you have – you'd met with a couple and you'd done your research. And I said, well, actually, no, because it comes up pretty fast and Mm. also I'm not really like that as an actor. I'm not really – and also – Here's the other, the caveat is that I really wanted to believe in the character. I wanted, Uh I wanted mediums to be real for the character. Yeah. And I was on the fence. And so I was worried that I would pay money to somebody and then be disappointed and feel like they're all charlatans and then have to go to Vancouver and pretend to be someone who is real when I think that they might be charlatans. Yeah. So I never met with anyone. And then she said, "Oh, that's okay. That's interesting because you, yeah, you did a good job." I said, "Thank you." And she said, "Um, I said I'm not really open spiritually. I don't feel like I'm very connected." She goes, "Oh, I disagree." Uh huh. And so stay open. And I said, "Oh, okay." She goes, "No, no. I'm really feeling a lot from you. So just don't, don't say, don't think that you're close because you're not." And then I asked her some questions about when she first realized she was a medium and how did it kind of demonstrate itself. Uh and she had these amazing answers. And then and then she said, there's someone here for you, <laughs> right? <sighs> and I kind of came over all funny and I haven't lost many people, you know. And then she said, she's really short. She's really little, like five foot kind of. She put her hand up there and said about 100 years old. And she's got a doily on her head. And that is my great aunt, Sessie. Like she was five foot one she died at 101 and she always used to muck around and put serviettes and doilies and things on her tissues on her head and even leading up to her passing she was still like being silly sorry in the hospital with with like doilies and stuff and so i just like the world <laughs> the world fell over in yeah. that moment for me that i went first time gosh and she was with you Ceci was with you yeah I, I, that's why i said i said why is she here oh. And she said, she's just really proud of you. Uh, uh, right. And I just, I, I started crying and <laughs> it's just crazy. Anyway, I said, I've got, I've got some of her jewelry and I've got her piano. And when I said, I've got her piano in my flat in Sydney, she like uh, kind of convulsed a little and she went, yes, you have her piano. <gasps> and I was like, Jesus Christ. It better be careful with that piano. Oh yeah. Because there's obviously some sort of connection there and I already, already loved it. Like that's why I made I wanted to have it. But that kind of um, huh? Do you play it? I do. And I found this is the most beautiful thing about that piano. It's like fifth generation in our family. It came over on a boat from Germany. It's beautiful. And in the seat, in this beautiful kind of wooden seat with the yellow velvet cushion. Oh yes. In the seat was a piece of music she'd written. Come on. Called Katoomba and You. Because she (laughs) and her husband, Keith, my great uncle Keith, used to have this beautiful, I guess, like getaway cottage in Katoomba. And she'd written this just adorably perfect piece of music with full piano accompaniment. I didn't even know she could read or write music. I just, she was just Aunt Sessie. And it was the most beautiful little melody. And I started playing it and I just... I don't know. I do think I've always been a little connected to her, but of I didn't course. expect her to show up in Universal Studios <laughs> in wow. 2019. Oh, she's 18. just looking out for you. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty She's the one with the most
1: performing kind of gene then right she's the most close to you it feels like well yeah it was creative um, expression
0: it seems that way Uh. and she was kind of my fairy godmother a little bit in sydney because when i moved to sydney from townsville she was my only relative in sydney and so i'd go and have chinese food with her but we we were also from completely different generations i mean she was born in 1914 like she was an old lady yeah but we used to laugh together of course and so, yeah, that's the only experience I've ever had. And from that, I felt deeply comforted about uh-huh. the world. Yeah. And about age and my family being far away Ugh. and people passing away. I suddenly went, oh, that's okay. Because look, <laughs> look now. It. I uh, can't handle it. <laughs> sorry, I've broken you. Yeah, I you broke broken Teresa. me.
1: Yeah, I just, I, I ask because we, we've lived in quite a haunted house. Yeah. This and my grand... This is? Not this one. No, <laughs> oh, this, this, yeah. <laughs> no, but this, um, yeah, this house we lived in, in, in Queensland, in Perga, you know. What the,
0: where's Perga? Yeah,
1: exactly. It's not far from the Ambley Air Force Base in Queensland. Okay. Uh, air, Inland from Ipswich.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, wow. Yeah. Perga.
1: There you go. Purgatory. Exactly right. Gotcha. Not the first time we called it that. Copy that. Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was a... Uh, it was a very interesting house. Yeah.
0: In what way? Like footsteps?
1: Oh no. Small children hiding in uh cupboards. Turning underneath to look at you underneath the house. Did you see it too well? No, I've just heard the story a lot. No, we only met ten years ago. <laughs> oh, okay, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I used to stop This is her. my brother. We have a lovely marriage. <laughs>
2: and I was 10- she was a little
0: kid. Yeah. yeah. Well, me too. <laughs> oh you did? Of course I did. Yeah, I always remember um like uh, that that address to send in something to get the loot. Like Crow's Nest, New South Wales, twenty twenty, whatever it did was. Did I ever write to you? I never wrote to you. You
1: didn't? Because I wrote to every single person who ever wrote to me.
0: Oh shit. I don't think I wrote to I you. I prided
1: myself on that.
0: That's really nice. Yeah, That would have made st- a million, well, thousands of children happy.
1: Dude, one of my proudest, proudest moments was this young man who was in a wheelchair, wrote a letter to me and said, I'm thinking basically of committing suicide. No. And I wrote back to him and it was this my... This is on Agro's, right? This is on Agro's Cartoon Connection, a kids show in Australia that I hosted with a puppet for many years. <laughs> a very
0: aggressive puppet.
1: Very aggressive puppet, yes. This young boy wrote to me and sent a photo and whatnot and... Uh, I wish that I could remember his name. I should because it would make the story so much better because it really had an impact on me. Um, but, yeah, he. Uh, I wrote in this letter and was it kind of, was the first, first chance I really think I, I understood how much I enjoyed being of service, how much I really enjoyed yeah. inspiring someone and communicating. And the first time I understood what this platform is mm-hmm. that you have when people look to you. But so you, it's you, not Craig you wrote back and said, hey, it's worth it. Stick around. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, life is precious and, you know, there's did always. He? that's Yeah. He wrote me a letter back a couple of months ago and said, thanks to you, I'm, you know. A couple of months count- later.
0: Yeah. Okay. What did I say? A go. Which would be weird. Couple of-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On all on But he all stuck platforms. around. That's great. He stuck around. Yeah. He wrote a letter and, uh, and just said, thank you very much. And he's yeah. in, in some you know, seeing some, someone and thank you. And it was really made a massive, massive impact on me.
0: Yeah, it would have. This yeah. is the whole point of it. And we all get very strung out on red carpets and dumb shit. <laughs> angles. And it's like angles. <laughs> but what we need to be yeah. remembering at all times is that it's
1: about that. Is that why you got into it? Why acting then? Why? What was the thing that you went I'm going to commit to like doing it for you know longer than 6 months and longer than whatever it takes. What's the thing that you
0: I don't know. What's the purpose in it? Well, for me for it you. is that it's communication. Yeah. There was a I think it's a Caesar Cruz quote which is art is art is made to disturb the comfortable and comfort the disturbed. Ooh. And that's my favorite. So I love that whatever that comes out as. If mm. if you're feeling really fine and then something knocks you around, then you've got something to think about for yeah. a minute. Or if you're feeling really knocked around then something centers you and you feel better again. Like mm. That's the whole point of it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also just what I happened to be good at, like in growing up. Doing what up, you love. Well, just growing up, I didn't seem to get rave reviews for my math tests. Or <laughs> no one like, no one clapped when I did an essay. Acting was the only time that I felt like I was excelling in something. Yeah. And it felt good. Yeah. If I was excelling at it, but you know, vomiting afterwards, yeah. I wouldn't do it. But right. it but I genuinely feel a uh, a relief mm-hmm. sometimes and and there's it's like meditative when I'm I- yeah. in a good place and with a character I know I can have no thoughts that are my own that's between right. action and cut and mm. that's exciting that's like chasing a dragon like oh my God. it's exciting but also it yeah i didn't get A's in maths no one clapped after i did an english essay it was just anytime i seemed to do any acting yeah people in teaching positions yeah would kind of sit up and go oh that's good and so it's just about you know i'm a middle child all i want is approval sure. <laughs> to be seen <laughs> so it really it was like you know a little a a dog in the sun just soaking up that approval absolutely and so i just followed that and i don't know i didn't i never had a plan b i mean there was that jazz thing i talked about yeah but it's always (laughs) 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 yeah
1: (laughs) <laughs> it, yeah, I was obsessed
0: with this group called The Idea of North. Do we know them? No. They're a four-person acapella group no in Australia. Oh, my God. I was like an, a Dungeons and Dragons nerd for them. About their... these people? Oh, my God. I knew every part of the four. Like, oh. I watched. They, they toured Townsville, thank goodness, a couple of times. Uh, they were from Brisbane as well. And I think that's really what made me get so into it.
2: <laughs> I mean, you like, uh, what are they called, Heptronics or...
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, look. Uh, that's different, the, right? The a cappella cruise since kind of Glee came out, they're a lot. They're way too trendy. I'm like the Daggy Manhattan Transfer Ooh, kid. Manhattan <laughs> Transfer. Yeah. yeah, that's my jam. Not kind of, I don't know, Miley Cyrus in ten parts. I don't. <laughs> that's not my jam. What's that song that I play you?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he loves pop. My husband oh, is.
0: Bum, 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 bum,
1: bum. Oh God. Buna, what?
0: Buna, bum.
1: Say it again. Bum, bum, bum.
0: We're gonna need more than that, hun.
2: Bum, bum, bum. I played all, all the time. It's a the guy
0: in a piano oh, so, I didn't listen to music Until I was
2: sixteen. Yes. Um, what?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Rewind. Yeah. Hey? Uh,
1: Mum never let him listen oh. to music. It was dead for the devil. I, know,
2: oh, I can't.
1: Yeah, that's the whole other. I mean, if we had a camera it's on you, no, which is why this is his. This is his thing. If he get He's whole hot and sweaty now talking about music, <laughs>
2: he's like, oh like shit. A <laughs> acapella. <laughs> that you, that
0: Human song, Nature
2: you No know, Oh uh, yeah They're like an obscure group But they do a oh. famous Billy Joel
0: Song Yeah Oh uh, For yeah, the Longest Time Yeah, yeah.
2: For, for the Longest, longest time. time Yeah you go I love yeah. that song yeah. so much It's a so great song Old. Well, It seems old archipelago mm, uh, mm, uh,
0: Barbershop uh, uh, mm, Oh my god mm, yeah, uh, I'm like Gooey, yeah. gooey for barbershop For sure And like, oh, you're so excited, Will.
2: Yeah. Who knows? Because if I don't know
1: it.
0: Oh, yeah. That's like me in maths. That's your maths thing. Yeah. That's cute. I like that. I just got to know Will better. (laughs) (laughs) He's so cute. Little, little chink in the armour. I just yeah. see that <laughs> so this is how my came out
1: <laughs> yeah mind the me get, get it all over you oops <laughs> so this is how Will and I are
0: yeah it's great is this anything
1: similar to how you and Patty are when you're pa- Patrick Brammel, who is a wonderful creature who's
0: coming on the show actually yeah he will he actually will He <laughs> he's gonna do it yeah it's not like he will oh god I just signed him up no he's up for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: what is that like with another actor? Sometimes you've got long distance happening. A lot He's of that. A lot of that. He's lot. in a show in Australia and now here and you're there and you're here. And what is that all about? What's that like?
0: It is uh, the the pros far outweigh the cons. Yes. You know, in the last 12 months, I have been in L.A. for three This is where you live now. This is your home. You moved here two years ago. Yeah, I moved here just, yeah, two years ago. And, you know, I have a car here now and health insurance and a dog and a boyfriend. So to only be here for a quarter of it is tricky. And that's like spread out, like six weeks here, you know, it's. (sighs) But right now, I don't have anything coming up. He's got something coming up in New York. But it feels so nice to be able to. Yeah. Like I might plant something, you know. I. And I, mi- I might buy some nice spices, yeah, paint a wall, oh yeah, yeah, you know, you know, get a Nest rug. a little, yeah, so, but no, it's it's excellent, it is a very good respectful, fun uh always there's always it's a really good union, there's always something that we're learning either individually or together, mm. um. I don't know, he's just I can count on him. Mm. It's a good feeling. People
1: always talk about opposites attract, mm. and in the successful relationship <laughs> that I'm having, I find that we are so similar in mm-hmm. so many ways and the opposites that I've had before have been a complete fucking disaster. Yeah. I feel like this is the this is the new normal now to find someone who has your same interests and we're always t- together. 'Cause I don't have anything coming up. <laughs> um, hanging out a lot. Hanging we do and we work together a lot, we create together a yeah. lot.
0: But I think I think that's the key. Yeah. With a lot too. Yeah, it always laughter because if one of you ends up in a wheelchair or both of you are in a wheelchair, you want to know you can sit and look at the ocean together you and can just eat laugh. Soup
1: or not. Just
0: laugh. Like <laughs> as soon as I see a couple laughing together, I think, oh good, they're fine. We're good, yeah. When you see People that aren't laughing, I think, well, maybe you will stay together forever, but you, how's it going to be? Those couples who go to dinner, we sometimes do that and we're like, they haven't said a word to each other in oh about my goodness. half an hour. Paddy has to stop there. me looking at them. <laughs> He's was like, Harry, you're staring. These people are just obsessed with the wine list or their phone because there's something, I and don't know. And they don't speak. Yeah. Look. I think I said that to Pat once we were at a restaurant and there was this old couple near us. They were not older, older. And at I least said, in their 40s. <laughs> I know. That's, that's Pat's in his 40s. They were in like their 60s. <laughs> and they weren't saying anything. Oh. And on another day, I might have seen that as beautiful as well because right. you do need to be comfortable sure, to not say anything. And I think I was in a bit of a... Spicy mood. And I said something like, oh, look at that. That's my idea of hell. <laughs> and he said something like, it looks quite nice. <laughs> oh, it looks quite nice to me. And I thought, oh, yeah, you dickhead. Like, that's quite nice. It's whatever floats your boat. For sure. I mean, they probably picked each other, that couple. Yeah. Because they can do this 60 together. 60 years ago. Yeah. Because they have the same. It's all about sure. values, I reckon. Yeah. And that's the same of friendships, you know. If you share... Two out of three main values with someone, you're gonna be fine. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're.
1: The fundamentals
0: have to be there, though. Absolutely.
1: If you've got these moral bloody opposite compasses, it's just yeah. not.
0: There are many things though that Pat and I are opposite at. Uh-huh. You know, he is an extrovert, and I'm not. He he does get energy from people. Yeah. And on the way to an event or a party, I go on like standby. I just stopped talking, right? Same with so you. So you're my husband and I'm your boyfriend. Yeah. To you have to think who's there. What's this girlfriend's name? Okay. Um, why did I wear this? What am I doing? Okay. The Uber. Why did he take Gower? Like I think about the, I would get obsessed with the route. I'm just, and then it took Pat a while to get used to it. And now he knows that I'm yeah. just on, I'm just loading. Do you need talking through it in any way?
1: Like a support? No. Like nope, I'm not, you're good. you I'm just... not
0: actually anxious, right? I just need to charge up. I got you. I just don't have anything in in my pot unless I do. Huh? So what you get that from other people when you're there, or you have to actually work I yourself think up give to it. a spot? Yeah. No, like I think I'd have a. i would have I need. I've worked out that I need alone time. Uh, I don't think I knew how to do that. You know, in my early twenties or right. mid twenties, I've I've worked out that Recharge. it's that it's really good to just be alone for harry and then i have <laughs> so much more to give yeah and i don't resent anybody when i take that time because if i keep giving i just start resent i start resenting people yeah. and that's an ugly Personality trait.
1: What do you do in your alone time? What do you do to recharge then? I pat my dog. What floats
0: your boat? What floats my boat? I like to pat Walter.
1: Ugh, he's Walter.
0: quite calming, and I really enjoy how much he doesn't really want to be patted. Like he kind of—he's hey. a cat. He goes, "Okay, thank you. You've had your time." Do
2: you want to get those,
0: Walter? Do they?
1: Walter was here when Ginny, when Virginia Gay was get interviewed. Yeah, of
0: course, yeah. Yeah, he came and sat here. She is his fairy godmother. Mm. Like he loves her maybe more than us. No, it's. Kind of confronting. Like Pat and I, if we lend him, or lend him, if she takes care of him for us when we're away it, she'll send us videos of her patting him and he looks like he's on ecstasy. And we go, he doesn't look like that with us. Like oh, he loves that's us. Gutting. It is gutting. Thank you. Anyway, so <laughs> in my alone time, I pat my dog who hates me. <laughs> Stay.
2: I <laughs> honestly <laughs>
0: I've taught him the word please. Like I go, Can I have a cuddle? And he goes, i I? I go please and then he'll jump up and just kind of like look away and he's just like putting up with it oh no
2: it's heartbreaking anyway
0: i also play the ukulele and read books that's how i spend my alone time or i kind of start a puzzle that ultimately will piss pat off in three and a half weeks because it's still on the dining table that's me
1: i admire that so much i cannot i think it's My personality is such that I always have to be doing things that are projects. And so reading a book, which I would love to do, I I can't Can't help but feel a kind of loathsome at my lazy. Oh. And it comes from my dad. Of course it does. Because he's a fucking workaholic. Has to come from
0: somewhere. He's
1: 80 and he still runs a business and goes to work seven days a week. What a legend. Um.
0: Yeah. The whole. But, th- th- you need those people, though. But Without I can't those find
1: people. the mid. I can't find the mid. Yeah. Because he likes to draw pictures. My husband. I'm pointing to. That's cute. And I go. Uh, uh,
0: uh, what about? My what about? Yeah. Wow. So. But do you, have you in the ten years you've been together? Yeah. Or known each other? Have you learnt a little bit of something? <laughs> he just stopped. Because you just said that you're very alike, right? Yeah. But here we are in yeah. the same chasm that pat and i are in like he he's a bit more of a workaholic as well uh, i kind of um despise a task i'm very good at being horizontal interesting
1: but you love it you can get really content in that moment mm-hmm. And I'm it's like, like a camping house
0: cat huh. i
1: admire that actually i think that's necessary for. well it
0: means you don't do your fucking tax <laughs> do you it means but you avoid opening letters that say SAG is going to kick you off your health plan if you don't call or pay or do something, woman. Uh, right. You know, like I could. Sure. Everything. And the right. grass
1: is greener. Of course. Always. Always. Mm-hmm. It's the moderation thing again, isn't it?
0: Maybe drink less coffee. Do you drink coffee?
1: One cup a morning. Okay. Good. I'm the coffee drinker. Okay. Mm. But I could cut that well, down. We
2: just, uh, we're doing a therapy. We're in therapy. I want to yeah. talk to you about that. Yeah. And Together? Was, Together. Yeah, and wow. she did open our eyes to go, listen, whatever that mode of operation is for yeah. the person, if they're doing something that enriches their personal
1: happiness, happiness
2: yeah, then that's useful, no matter whether you think it's oh, a yeah. destructive task or not. Yeah. yeah. It's all adding to. So.
0: That's it. To each other yes. I
1: always thought therapy was silly when I was in Australia. Yeah, I'm new at to it as well. Right. We yeah, are very new. So we've been converted since mm-hmm. moving to America. Suddenly I realized the value because I always thought, oh, those Americans.
0: Yeah. Always
1: in therapy. What do you need to talk about it for?
0: Yeah. But I didn't know what I'd have to talk about. I But then, you know, why did you shit go? Shit adds up.
1: <laughs> it really does. And the way that you deal with it the way that you communicate it and what you share yeah. it is thwarted
0: that I don't think there was one moment like mm. I went thinking I was going to deal with something mm. and then other things popped up that seemed even more important yeah you know namely um, I realized how loud th- the voice in my head is mm-hmm. that's telling me I'm not great and that is um, my my therapist this was our first session and i've had six like i'm a baby at this Mm, yeah but she said oh well we can totally work on that because she said what's your goal i said i'd really love that voice to stop actually you know the one that tells me i'm shit that's a human condition (laughs) right bipolar (laughs) that's no that's a human condition is to have the voice the human condition (laughs) i thought you're like that's a condition (laughs) yeah i know but but mine is so mean And um, it stresses me out. Yes. But she said something quite amazing. She goes, well, oh, that's easy. We can can totally work on that. That's an achievable goal. And I went, is it? How? Why? What's her replacement? And she said, because that that voice, just so you know, like it was 57 minutes in. It was time to go. And she goes, that's not you. I said, so what? And she went, if you can hear it, Mm -hmm. it's not you. Yes, yes, yes. And that was like the medium that talked to me. Like my head, my brain fell out my ears. Right. And I walked out and kind of went, I felt light for the first time in a while.
2: Because you thinking, can change the
0: dialogue. That's right. And I am, me, and I'm also the little Harriet in the back of my head that's listening to this Yes, yes. nonsense. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she like re- recommended a book which was quite good and that's called The Soul Untethered. Oh, yes, I have that. She was like, this is for you. I love that. So I haven't finished reading it. I've yeah. done like two chapters. Cause yeah, you know, I'm at
1: the same place and that you are. Right. <laughs> it's good. The first chapter, you go, oh god, got it.
0: Yeah, great. <laughs> and it has gotten better. I got to say. <laughs> It does it did it did it did help? Yeah, at least really knowing does. that it wasn't me.
1: What a powerful this this is the stuff that should be taught in school. Yes, this the the power to understand that if you can hear that little voice means that if it, you there's like three there's three of you mm-hmm. not three of you but there's you and there's the voice that you're used to, the one mm. that you don't even understand that you have been listening to for so long that it's almost oh. it's so silent. Yeah. Once you pay attention to it.
0: But it's really loud when your skirt doesn't fit. <laughs> you know, it's really loud. Super when loud. When you're like sweating waiting for the Subway. publicist to oh. – know who you are at a dumb event at oh, the Chateau yes. Marmont oh, like it's yes. really loud then yeah
1: red carpets, super light. it's like how's the crowd in your head oh my
0: god it's bigger than the yeah big banana it's pretty it's pretty interesting to think that you can actually hear
1: that and go wait what was that set of five words I said and then go I'm gonna choose to replace it with this set of five words and yeah the energy or around just it's kind totally of
0: go, I I acknowledge you and I don't care for you. I have
1: to change it. I have to actually make an action to change the words okay. to something positive. Because the is, voice is, will
0: always be there?
1: Yes. Okay. So this is the statement that we were talking about before, like to actually say something out loud, right? I find it very helpful for me to actually, and I don't adhere to this as often as I possibly 100% should, mm-hmm. but to actually change the words or to change the dialogue to something positive and wow. say that.
0: Do you say it like verbally out loud? I
1: Yes, to myself. Yeah, to myself, and I find the energy. Like Abraham Hicks is a lovely, wonderful woman who channels. Well, her name's Esther, but she channels this being Abraham. Okay, this is pretty woo woo now. I'm I'm a woo woo girl. Great, I'm totally. I got woo-woo. that from the
0: mandala on the table.
1: <laughs> Amazon babe, Amazon. It's great <laughs> <laughs>
0: to
1: to reframe the statement, rephrase the statement, yeah. and say it. And it's almost like acting lines. Mm. Say it like the Chekhov. You'd say it an, an enough times until it connects with your inner soul and the energy yeah. underneath you. Suddenly, the energy is totally shifted and also transforms it from being the habit. Right. It can be a new.
0: Right. You just you can take it and a go, new trigger. Hey, this thing that normally just plays alongside my life, yeah, I can change. I'm it. I'm done with that shit. Yeah, of course. I'm
1: trying to get done with that shit. Hmm. Yeah, but that's therapy has been very good for us in that in that way. Good on you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I recommend it. I'm kind of like an annoying poster child for it now. And I have oh. to really check myself. Mm. When I'm home with my family or if there's a problem with the person I know, I kind of go... I, I'm, d- I'm, not, I'm not going to say this once, but maybe think about getting a th- psychologist. Or like. And they're like, yeah, cool, got it. Great. Someone's had five sessions. Now you're woo-woo. Yeah, now I'm woo-woo. Awesome. You are...
1: I mean, obviously we've gone through the feature films we've gone through, all the the success you've had on television, just the stage face. I just, just like makes sense. What
0: a weird face Did when you started talking about things again.
1: Oh there she is the Harry.
0: Yeah, but you're writing. yeah, I just started that and so okay, so is this
1: another thing where I need to be annoyed? <laughs> <laughs> because you've <laughs> just started writing. she's already in development and she has funding.
0: The TV shows. This is how wonderful yes, Your Honour. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, tell us all about it. It uh, the writing thing came out of a very quiet. It was maybe at three months I'd been in LA, Mm. and it was December, and I just didn't know what to do. And Pat and I had been throwing around this idea of this romantic comedy TV show that we thought would be funny for both of us to be in in Australia, Mm. and. We had kind of a basic premise, which I won't go into, mm. but I hired a little desk at Charlie's, at Australians in Film, just on Melrose there, off Melrose. And and I was just – I bought I bought myself Final Cut Pro – oh, no, what is it called? Final Draft. Final yes. Draft. It There was a Thanksgiving sale. It was like 50% off. Oh. And I bought it and I didn't know how to use the actual software, so I spent the first half of the day trying to work out – how to make a title page. Sure. But then I was kind of taken with how exhilarating I found it and yeah. how easily um, dialogue came. Wow. And I finished it in a couple of days, this maybe 28-page pilot, and yeah. I was so nervous, but I showed it to Pat and he has written things and been, a you know, he's, he's good at writing and he put it down and he said that it was great and I, and not just being a good boyfriend he he kind of said that it was it were onto something and so then uh, I put it in a drawer and just <laughs> forgot about it great <laughs> And then I had to submit a writing sample to Stan in Australia, uh, the streaming platform, because I wanted to be in the writer's room of season two of The Other Guy. Uh, I felt like I had things to contribute yeah. to the characters and the and the world because I knew it really well. Yeah, And just to make sure that I wasn't a total loser, sure. they asked for a writing sample. I thought, I don't have anything. I'm like, oh my God, I had that thing I wrote. And so I sent that forward and then they went, great, you're in. And then one of the guys who worked at Stan, who is now a producer... Um, Elsewhere, yeah, kind of started hassling me, and he's like, "What are you doing with that script, Harry?" I was like, <gasps> "Nothing." Why? Shut up! And he was like, "Well, I want to make it." So now Come we're on. kind of making. It.
1: This is what I mean about it's it's remarkable.
0: I'm annoying. It's just yeah. you are. I mean, no, it's it, it's not a perfect script, and I'm not. It doesn't it, matter. It doesn't matter. You've got this magic about you. Help. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is this is part of the magic too. It's just it's it's lovely to me. I'm so excited that it's all happening for you in this really organic way. Thank you. What a what a what an inspiration that is to have other people be able to look and go, huh? If I just let go and just be authentic and be true and be me and find take the time to find that thing that is my creative outlet that makes me happy. Yeah, it makes me. Double. And you've,
0: you've got to find your point of difference as well. I think always. Huh. Um. I felt a little bit square peg, round hole when I came here. Yes. And I think you should never. I think Oprah said uh. never trade authenticity for approval. Yeah. And I just think that that's really valuable. Yes. Because this town can make you feel like you need to fit into some sort of mold. <sighs> this town can really drive you a bit mental in terms of. You know, even this, I was like, "Oh, I've got to go and get a blow dry." I didn't know there'd be cameras. And then I thought, "No, fuck it, Harriet. Like, yeah. practice what you preach. Mm. If you want to just be you, mm. just be you." Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have to that. keep reminding myself to be authentic, and that you know, I am enough. Because I feel like any time I do that, good things happen. I'm gonna get it
1: tattooed.
0: What are you getting tattooed? I'm enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. That I mean, that's a daily, a Isn't daily. Uh, Mantra that I mean, writing it on the mirror. It takes a long nice. time to work that out, uh-huh. and I'm not, uh, I'm not across it. Right. It when I say it, it's for me too. Of course. But I've always found that any time I've tried to not be me, it hasn't worked. Yeah. So I just have to keep trying to find that. Absolutely. Guy. Yeah. Because they yeah, will, they
1: will push you. They will. You know, you'll go and get a certain. I mean, I've had experiences in that where you get a certain way, and then someone just walks in. And they're like why don't you wear something else once you get a haircut why don't you mm. so you're already halfway through the process mm. and suddenly you end up on you know the ninth audition and you're like mm. what the fuck am i wearing what is this haircut yeah. you know it's it's worth remembering all the time do not sacrifice that like you said
0: yeah you just have to keep choosing yourself over yeah. um something at some version of you i remember my very first uh one of my I think my first commercial casting in Sydney after I signed with IGM, one of the agents there, she said, oh, your eyes go down a little bit on the edges. Oh, God. So you'll need to get some individual lashes and pop those on before casting to really open up your eyes. And, of course, I did. I ran out to Amcal or whatever and I bought individual lashes and when I was practicing my three lines for the KFC casting. I was trying so fucking desperately to put these lashes on, but they're like tweezers and I'm shaking and there's glue falling on my face and <laughs> and I just threw them in the bin and looked at myself and went, I don't need them. Yep. I don't know why she said that. She's trying to help me but I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna say no to that piece of advice. It's and then good. I got the casting. That's good advice. And I thought great I don't ever need to change that.
1: That's that is, the mantra.
0: Yeah and, and and it's I think people are, Interested in in authenticity? Absolutely. Now more than ever. Yeah,
1: because now more than ever. Yeah,
0: because there's these kind of fembot women on Instagram that we think yeah. we need to yeah look like. Ugh, mm. it's a worry, isn't it? That's it is. Your I would hate to then. have. I would hate to have like a teenager right now Oof. that stresses me out. I kind of keep looking at my dog and going, maybe that's enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's the conversation we're having, right? Yeah.
0: It's a big one. Oh,
1: teenage girl. I mean, even a teenage boy, Everyone's everyone's got their own, their own very tough roads to try and hoe hmm. a path in these days, it seems. It just gets harder and harder.
0: Yeah, and the world is uh, evolving. Technology is evolving faster than our brains can. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, we can't – we don't – Five years ago, ten years ago, we didn't know what it was like to just sit and scroll Instagram and have this thing that just feeds you, I don't know, 60 images in four minutes or something and they all mean something and they're all your friends and it's babies and it's holidays in Paris and it's yoga poses. It's like, whoa. Yeah. You've, you have to take yourself out of it. I just have these, I just delete it. Yeah. For a week and then I come back. Do you really? I <laughs> have to. Do you know, once actually, I was so kind of toxic in my head and I was, I don't know, comparing myself to a people at one particular time, I was in a bad yeah. place. And I deleted all the social media on my phone. And five days later, I just felt very... can—I I, Oh, maybe a week later, I don't <sighs> know. I was connecting to people. Mm. Like at the shops, I was like, how are you? Yes. I felt more um, up for people because yeah. I wasn't annoyed at them all and right. sick of them all. And then I walked past this man and I was walking my dog and he said oh your top three chakras are really really glowing right now and <laughs> i don't know much about chakras. who step in right? and
1: they tell you this. and shit, i said oh
0: oh are they?" he goes oh yeah yeah really up here uh-huh. and then i said oh thank you and he goes not so much with the social media huh <laughs> and i went well sir nailed it i'm currently off it and he nailed goes i can it. tell and it's a good thing for interesting. you interesting and i said okay thank you and then he walked away why did he bring up social media when I just happened to be feeling really pleasant away from it? Wow. So I think it's really important. We charge our phones, we go on diets, we do all this dumb stuff, but we need to also take ourselves out of that right. roulette that just, it, it is like roulette. You open your phone, will you feel bad about Ugh. your friend who's pregnant for the second time? Will you feel bad about that yeah. person's abs? Will you feel bad about that person's holiday? Like it's yeah. a roulette of what I might feel bad about. That's right. That's how it is for me sometimes.
1: Yeah, That's why we camp.
0: Camping sounds good.
1: I love camping so much.
0: You quit it.
2: And interaction with Facebook and it becomes kind of, it divides.
0: Facebook I find is helpful for my fam. Yeah. Yeah, phone calls are probably better. I don't even
1: know what the fuck Twitter's about. I've avoided that
0: completely. Twitter I I enjoy because it's like a newspaper. Yep. I read it like a newspaper. Yep. I only follow things that are telling me what happened in the world. Or yes. there's this one thing I follow called kids write jokes. <laughs> 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 it's stuff like, what did the robot say? I'm you now. Like, it's kids <laughs> write these dumb, funny jokes <laughs> that kind of like surpass you. You go, whoa. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I don't mind Twitter. Twitter can stay. Twitter can stay? Yeah. All right. It's strange rules out there. Like if we're at a bar, I say something, you say something. I say something, you say something. And then online it's like, I say lots of mean things.
2: And then I wait. Right. It's (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: weird. There's this like, the rhythm is all out.
2: Ugh, so just, I just heard you say something I think I should come over and talk to you about
1: it mm-hmm. horrible shit too just horrible stuff that people feel it's okay to say when they're not actually looking at somebody's face
0: but isn't that the uh, another benefit of dogs like you just put <laughs> down the phone and go I think there hello is little sparant
1: endless benefit to yeah. dogs yeah. I adore so them horrible. they do I not forgive live you. to 60 though which really doesn't make mm. me happy but that really you know. breaks my heart yeah what doesn't break my heart is a long chat with you. Thank you. You can uh, follow along, obviously, on the links and the bios and stuff that we got down below, so you can really like keep in touch with with Harry, lovely Harry, yeah, and find out where all her, you know, next enchanted journeys take her, somewhere delightful and extraordinary.
0: On Instagram, <laughs> yeah. yeah, on Instagram. <laughs> if I don't right back for a week, I'm having a shark for a week. Oh, wicked. <laughs>
1: uh, stay extraordinary, extraordinaires. Much love. Thanks for joining us. Have it's a great my day.